I am not a fan of it when things are hard. I have the kind of personality that when things are difficult, when things get hard, whether physically or emotionally or whatever it is, my, number, my, my gut reaction is to pull away, to not... Prime example, whenever I like go to run, um, as soon as I get tired, I just don't have like the mental drive to stop, to not stop and walk. So if I'm running, I get the second I get any kind of out of breath, let me just walk for like five seconds. And then five seconds become five minutes very easily, and then it takes everything in me to start going again, right? Whenever things are, whenever I'm physically, when it's hard for me to keep going, I know I can keep doing it, but that just is so tempting to just take it easy for a little bit. That's true physically, that's true academically, whenever you get a hard class, the number one thing that you think, hard class, I don't know if I can do it, Ooh, when's the drop date? When can I get out of it? Can I still get out of this and it's still not mess me up too much? I think we have this natural tendency whenever things get difficult to pull away. And sometimes it's good not to say like you're not allowed to drop a class that you don't actually need or you're not allowed to walk whenever you're out of breath. But there's, there's times when God may actually be inviting you to do those things. But we all have, I think, this tendency to kind of take the easy way out, particularly when, there, when there's something difficult. So we hear in the gospel today, Jesus is concluding what we've been hearing about these last couple of weeks, this whole discourse from John chapter 6 about the bread of life. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you are not going to have life within you. You have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. I'm the bread of life that came to give you not just an earthly life, but eternal life. Jesus has been telling his, his, all of his disciples and apostles all of this. We've been hearing about it for the last six weeks. And today, we get to hear how the people responded to that. They heard this whole discourse that Jesus gave them, and today we hear how, what's, what's their response to that going to be. And their response to that, like we heard in the Gospel, is, number one, this is really hard. I don't know, how I can, I don't know if I can believe this. I don't know if I can wrap my mind around this. I don't know if this is actually true. And, number two, most of them walk away. They leave. They go back to their former way of life. Jesus lets them go. He doesn't try to convince them to stay. He lets them go and leave and return to whatever they were doing beforehand. That's how they respond to this kind of like quintessential teaching that Jesus gives. And then Jesus, seeing all this, imagining what's going on in his heart as he's watching all these people walk away, then turns to Peter, turns to the other apostles, and says, what about you? Are you going to leave too? It's almost like a, you can hear like the, the power of that question, or like the, it seems so. There's such an anguish there. Like, are you are you also going to leave me? It's like the question that we heard in the first reading: Are you going to follow God? Are you going to follow somebody else? It would have been a whole lot easier for Peter and for the apostles to just walk away at that moment. It would have been a whole lot easier for their life if they would have just left Jesus. No more wandering around, from, away from their friends and family, away from their homes. No more wondering if they were going to have enough food to sustain them because they didn't have any place to really stay. They just kind of wandered from place to place following Jesus. No more being an outcast of society, having to live on the outskirts because all the people were kind of questioning them, trying to trick them, trying to trap them, trying to get them arrested. No more challenges of the people. No more like being persecuted, essentially. They wouldn't have had to go through all the things that they went through with the crucifixion and death of Jesus. No more persecution after the resurrection as they go and to continue to preach the faith. No more, none of that persecution. All but one of them died because they chose to stay. They could have walked away, 
probably had a pretty good and decent life. They all had things that they left to follow Jesus. They could have all just gone back to that, and it probably would have been fine. They would have had a pretty average life, nothing to complain about. What would they have missed out on, though, if they had done that? If they didn't stay, if they walked away, what would they have missed out on? They would have missed out on encountering the greatest and receiving the greatest love that they had ever known, that they had ever received, to receive the gaze of, of God looking upon them. They would have missed watching the, that power transform people's lives and hearts right in front of them. They would have missed the most beautiful opportunity for growth and for and, and, and for um, and moving forward in their life that they had ever experienced. Look at Peter, going from a bumbling fisherman who can't say much except the, probably the worst things a lot of times, to by the end of his life being able to, to lead the church in the face of the most powerful empire in the world and not letting that stop him. Because they chose to stay, they encountered something great. They encountered something transformative. It would have been easy to walk. It would have been even okay to walk. But because he chose to stay, particularly when it was hard to stay, particularly when nobody else was staying, all those men, all those apostles received a beautiful grace and a transformative encounter with the person of Jesus. If I never push, if I never push myself, if I never lean into what's hard, I'm never going to experience growth in my life. That's true in every aspect. If I never push myself physically, I'm never going to see results. If I always coast through, do the bare minimum, there's not going to be a lot of growth there. If I don't really give myself to the work of those difficult classes, I'm never going to learn what it is that I need to learn to succeed. If I never push through difficult times in relationships, if I'm never willing to fight through that and to stay there, if I choose to run away, I'm never going to move past a superficiality and a shallowness in my relationships. There's a great fruit that is waiting for us when we lean into and we push through the things that are hard in our life and in our hearts. When I leave and when I walk away, when God invites me to something that's difficult, I miss out on an opportunity for growth. And I miss out on a great fruit and a great grace that He has in store for me. For example, I'm drawn to that second reading, that I can hear it and hear wisely subordinate to your husbands, and I can immediately think, that's outdated, that's patriarchal, that doesn't speak to me today. We're just going to dismiss that and ignore that and not lean into that. And maybe that can plant the seeds in me thinking, maybe this book, 2,000 years old, does it really have something? We've moved, certainly we've grown as a society, right? Can this really say something to me today? But if I do that, if I dismiss it, then I miss out on the real, on the real vision of love that St. Paul is inviting all of us to. I miss out on the fact that a husband is meant to sacrifice everything for the sake of his wife. He's called to give everything for her sake. Just like Jesus handed himself over, so the husband hands himself over and always and everywhere, unconditionally, for the sake of his wife. And a wife, equal in dignity to her husband, and receiving that kind of love, chooses to entrust herself 
to the one who's loved her so much. That's the vision of love. The unconditional sacrifice for somebody else and the entrusting of my heart to them. It's the image of love that St. Paul wants to call each of us to. Not for its own sake, but because that kind of love reminds us and shows us what Jesus did for us. Jesus gave everything unconditionally for us, and so I entrust my heart to him, I entrust everything to him, even and especially when it's difficult to. Because when I struggle, when I struggle through what's hard, when I lean into that, whenever I ask the questions, whenever I seek to understand, when I wrestle with whatever the situation is in my life that's given me this cause to pause, where I'm tempted to run away from that, there's always a great fruit waiting there. Whenever I don't want to pray, whenever I want to leave, and and whenever I encounter that difficult situation, that's the most important time not to leave, but to stay. Those difficult times, those difficult situations are going to come. If they haven't yet, it's kind of pointless trying to pretend like we're not going to encounter difficult situations in our life. Every single one of us is going to encounter something that's hard. We probably already have encountered something that's really hard, really painful. The invitation of Jesus is, number one, he's planted himself right there, right in the middle of whatever that hard thing is, and he asks us, are you going to leave, or are you going to stay here with me? Are you going to leave, or are you going to stay here with me and receive the grace and the fruit that I want to offer to you? It's a powerful question. And I love Peter's response that he gives in the gospel. Because what he doesn't say is, yes, Lord, I believe, like, yes, Lord, I'm never going to leave you. I'm always going to be here. You can almost kind of hear, like, the brutal honesty in his voice. Like, where else can we go? Lord, where else can I go? I don't understand. If I had another option, it it might sound nice, but where else can I go? Because I really do believe that you are the only one who can speak to me the words that I need to hear that you are the only one who can lead me to eternal life. You're the only one who can bring me peace in the midst of all of this chaos. We don't understand, don't know where else to go. I, I feel like I don't have any answer. Lord, like, I don't know, and I don't know where else I can go. But I know that where you are, that's where I want to be, because you are the Holy One. You are the one who can bring me eternal life. You are the one who can bring me peace in the midst of what's hard. To invite you, if you're in that hard spot, whenever you get into that hard spot, Jesus is not absent from that. That's where the invitation today is to lean into there. Not to leave, but to recognize God is there. God wants to be with you there, so stay there with him. There is such a great fruit on the other side of that difficult situation, on the other side of that hard encounter, that's transformative. May the Lord give all of us the grace to be with him to receive the words of eternal life that he wants to speak to us.